moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. I am Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. Today is February 26th, 2024. And last week, I didn't do an episode, so I'm back. I'm back this week. Last week, I found myself on the island of Crete, Greece. Have you ever been to Crete? It was interesting because... One of my best friends, oldest, dearest friends, asked me if I would go with her and a friend of hers from America to to a place called Chania. Chania is a, a city on Crete. And look at their villa that they are building. It's in the middle of construction, and there were some final decisions that needed to be made. And I'm thinking, sure, I can go. I can help you. I can, I'll do whatever I can. I can, you know, give my input wherever necessary. I mean, I'll do the best I can. But um, at first I was thinking, you know, now I'm not going to go. I mean, like, it's a lot of money. It's like I've got the plane ticket. I got the hotel. I got to eat. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. Right. See, I want to, I want you to pay attention to what I just did there. I poo pooed the idea. Immediately, like knee-jerk reaction because of the money it was going to cost. Now, I'm going to say this because this is a um, a cycle in my life and a repeating pattern. And I want to ask you, do you have this repeating pattern? Because um, a couple of times, well, let me let me start. So. We fly from Stockholm to Athens, three and a half hour flight. Had a great time on the flight, easy peasy, you know, two great girls, wonderful. One of them I'm just really getting kind of getting to know. And we're laughing. We're laughing a lot and very like easy energy. Like it was, um, it wasn't stressed. There was like no undercurrent of weirdness or anxiety or, um, just kind of like, you know, like the weirdness sometimes when you're traveling with people like, oh, God, I wonder what they're going to be like to travel together because maybe 
Now, some people are difficult. Some people are dramatic. Some people are like they have so many needs that it becomes difficult for the whole team. And I didn't even think about it. I didn't even consider any of these things because I knew that it was going to be with my friend Jade and, and her friend Angie. So I'm like, I've met Angie before. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, she was wonderful when I met her. I'm like, yeah, of course, this is going to be this is going to be terrific. So I made the decision. I'm going. I'm going. I'll figure it out. I made the decision. I'm going. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. I say this for a reason. I'm saying it. I'm breaking it down like this because a decision was made. And I made the decision in the fact that I was like, you know what? I want to go. I want to go. I don't want to miss this opportunity to be with Jade in Hanya, Greece, where I have no idea what the place is going to be like. It doesn't really even matter. I just, I'm going with my friend Jade and her friend Angie just to, you know, explore and have a nice time because I love to travel. And we're, we're getting there. We're going to Athens. We stay at the airport for a while and then we take this little, the next flight, which was less than an hour. And we get into this cute little airport, like little, like flat little building, like with maybe two terminals. It was really cute. Or like two little gates. And it's so easy. Like it just felt easy. And then we get off the plane and then we go right to the rental car place and the guy is helping us. And he was funny. I mean, he wasn't trying to be funny, but he was very frank and very to the point and which we love. And then we get in the car and never even considered what it was going to be like for Jade to drive stick shift in Greece uh, <laughs> for the first time ever. And like the laughing just kept building and building and building because Jade is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. And then her friend Angie, who I really didn't know, is hysterical and loves to laugh. And when she starts laughing, she starts crying. Then I start laughing and then I start crying. You know, it was, thinking about it right now, I am so thankful that I made the decision to go instead of saying, it's going to be a lot of money. I'm not going to pay for the plane ticket. How how am I going to make it work? Instead of the opposite of, you know what? I just really want to go and I'm going to figure it out. I mean, how much more freeing and open and accepting of the fact that I have always figured it out, remembering I have always figured it out. I always have what I need when I need miraculously, even when I don't think it's going to be there, right? There it is. There it is. All of a sudden, things just start revealing themselves. So this is the message for this week. This is the message that I want to keep coming back to this week because it's not about the fact that things are always being presented to us, right? Op opportunities, options, different choices. Um, what about this? Maybe not A, but what about B? Like All the time, we're getting the opportunity to make different choices than what we make. And are we getting too stuck in our ways, making decisions that really are not in our best interests? Really, truly, just because it's more of a habit, it's a habitual response, a habitual answer, like a knee-jerk reaction. Um, I'm going to share something with you that is happening in our lives right now. My husband and I, Thomas, my beloved husband, who is my absolute love of my life, he and I have been talking about him leaving his job. Now, 
Thomas works at a school. He works um, Monday through Friday, works 40 hours a week. Um, but he's done. He's done in the job. He knows, he knows inside of himself that he's ready to leave. And I am a firm believer that my husband is a miracle worker. And he has the scope and capability to do so much more with his gifts. And his gifts really aren't really being that utilized right now. And the 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 circle of that is, um, well, I have a job. I have a job and I really like my coworkers, but I don't actually like the work that I'm really doing, but I like my coworkers. Yeah, that's terrific. And this is your life. You're 57 years old. You're never going to be 57 years old again. You're never going to have this day again. Are you spending your days in, well, I really like my coworkers, so it's okay. Because of the fear of the unknown, what could happen if, well, is it reckless? Is it reckless of me to leave a job and not have another job? There it is. Right there. That's where the rubber hits the road because we've already getting some pushback. We're getting pushback because you know what? Thomas and I have decided he's leaving his job. Oh, yes, he is. He's leaving his job in the middle of June. And like I told you, today is February 26th. In the middle of June, he's leaving his job. I ain't playing. We ain't playing. You know why we're not playing? Because we have seen and experienced way too much death, loss, grief of what never was, what never would become because we never made a different choice. We watch people. I watch people. That is what I do. I've got a master's in observation. I have been observing people my entire life. It is a skill of mine. I see people. I have people in in my mind's eye who are so happy living their life on their own terms. Here I have a podcast where I talk to people who are living life on their own terms, doing life their way. They have the balls to make the world a better place by starting with themselves And then I have my husband, whom I love most in the world, in a job where he says, well, I really like my coworkers. That's great. How about I'll be your coworker and you love me? How about you and I do something together? How about you and I work together with Swedish death cleaning? You're my Viking. He's my two-meter man. He's my two-meter tall man who can lift this house if he wanted to. Strong as bull. My man, strong like bull, okay? He could work with me with Swedish death cleaning. He's the Swede, like 100%. Like, he ain't playing. He can, this man can move mountains. And he's gentle. He's my gentle giant that he can talk to people and he listens to people and people love him. I'm like, work with me. Let's do this together. I want to work with you. I want to be together. You're who I want to spend my time with. I want to spend my life with this person. Not when you get home from work and you're so exhausted from the noise levels because it's so, like, it's it's off the charts that he has to sleep for two hours every night. That's not life, is it? Is that enough? Not anymore. Not anymore. We're making decisions that are so so clear, 
so North Star clear that I'm 100% positive we're going to make it beautifully. We already are making it beautifully. We're going to continue to make it beautifully because we are leading from our hearts and our passions and our love for humanity and one another and to understand I'm not really using my gifts. I know I'm not using my gifts. I'm not like really that happy. I'm just kind of existing. I'm just kind of floating. I was having a conversation today with my best friend, Tim, and and he's like, God, so many people are dying. I'm like, and so I'm like, oh my God, I said the same thing to Thomas last night. What the hell is going on? Why are so many people dying? So many things are happening. It's like, it's like, it's, it feels like it's going so fast. I don't want my life to go fast. I want to enjoy my life in the moment that I am in, not be worried that I'm missing something, a door that's, you know, like, oh my God, I'm going to miss that door. It's going to miss that opportunity. No, we're never going to miss the opportunity that is ours. That door will not close. If the door closes, it was not ours. So I read something today from Tim Ferriss on YouTube. And I was like, ooh, yes. I'm going to quote that in my podcast this week. And that was, life punishes the vague wish and rewards the specific ask. I'm going to read that again. Life punishes the vague wish and rewards the specific ask. So you could say life, you could say God, you could say universe, you could say spirit. Uh, God punishes the vague wish and rewards the specific ask. God, I want Thomas to work with me as of the middle of June. I want him to work with me every day. I want him to be able to travel with me. I want to go all over the world and do Swedish death cleaning for clients all over the world with Thomas, with him by my side, because I know together we are a our house couple. We are completely different human beings. And that is not a joke. I'm not kidding you. He is the total opposite of me. And he is an absolute gem. And it's time. It's time. 57 years old. You're never going to be 57 again. He turns 58 in June. This has been a wish of mine, a wish, a wish of mine for a long time. Thomas, I want you to work with me I want you to work with me one day. And it was always in my heart and in my mind, his 57th year. It's his 57th year. It's happening. We're creating it. We are creating it. So is it reckless? Oh, God, let me tell you, the family's like, um, what do you mean you don't have a job? You're quitting a job and you don't have a job? Yep. You're going to be working with me. We're going to have clients. We're going to be working together. We're going to be making money in my business. And he's going to be a part of my business and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. And maybe he could do some drumming. Maybe he can do. Why not? It's his life. It is our life. What do we want to create? And are we feeling like everyone else is deciding our lives for us? Now I'm going to circle back to Crete, Greece. So we are meeting with the builder and the builder's son. And I'm looking at these people who are pushing wheelbarrows up this mountain and cutting rock out of the mountain that is 150 million years old, used to be below sea level because we got this cool little fossil that was this seashell out of the wall. I mean, it's completely like so far away from the ocean. It's not funny. That just goes to show you how how during the, the years that the world has changed. And 
this beautiful builder who was so kind and he was so proud of being a Greek and understanding how to use the materials from his land and the patina of things and how beautiful and that we don't need a bunch of flashing stuff, right? We don't need more stuff. Use what comes from the earth and use the views of the ocean. Use the views from this beautiful home on this mountaintop. And we eat the great food, the beautiful, delicious food, the tomatoes and the cucumbers and the feta and the tzatziki and the chicken and the french fries and the... (laughs) Oh my God, it was so delicious. Everything just tasted so full of life. And then all of a sudden, I became more full of life. I, instead of saying, "Mm, no, I don't eat that. I don't eat that. That's That's got a head on it. It's got a, it's a fish with a spine and a head right there. Yep. And instead of saying, no, I said, okay, let me try it. Let me try it. Did I love it? No, but I tried it. That's the point. I tried it. I dared to try something I wouldn't normally eat. One day we said, we're going to go into the Mediterranean ocean, the sea. I'm like, oh gosh, I really don't go into the cold water because I don't like cold water. And I'm kind of worried about my feet. Ever since I had psoriasis on my feet, I'm so scared because my feet are like tissue paper and they're going to get ripped open. Here I go, right? Here I go with the excuses of why I can't be present in the place that I am in. And I said, you know what? I'm going. I'm going in the ocean. I'm going in the ocean. And I did it. I did it. Do you know how proud of myself I was? For making, you know how long it's been? It's been since 2000, I will say probably 2015 since I've gone into the ocean or into like water where you have to like really step on rocks because I'm so worried about my feet. And don't you know, I survived. Isn't that a miracle? I survived. My feet survived. And I loved it. I loved being in the water. I am a cancer. I'm a water baby. I'm a crab. That's my sign. I love the water and I don't even go into the water. Like, what else am I not doing? What else am I not exploring? What else am I not daring to try? Because I'm so used to saying, oh, I don't know. It seems reckless, Asa. Like, God, when did I become such a wimp? No, no more wimp. No more wimp. I want to laugh with my friends. I want to have like the kind of pain in my belly, like where your belly hurts from laughing. For like not being mean to people, not doing it, just like laughing, just having a ball. It's like, when did that become so hard? And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not that exciting of a person, or maybe I'm not doing that many things to cause excitement for myself. Or like, you know, like what kind of opportunities am I missing? What am I overlooking? What else? What else? Where else can I open my eyes? Where else can I open doors for myself? Where else can I see that the doors are already open? A friend of mine just posted something on Facebook and it was about the key, like the the lock is in our mind and we hold the key in our pocket. And I, I added to that, like, I want to piggyback on that. And I said, you know, yeah, what I like to say is we have this cage that we believe that we are in and that we think that the cage is locked, but it's not even locked. It's not even... It's just closed. It's not locked. All we have to do is go like this, push the door open. We hold the key to unlocking our joy, our fulfillment, our passions, 
That is up to us. That is not up to anybody else. And if you feel like you are outside and everybody else is having this great time and, (laughs) oh my God, nobody understands how terrible my life is. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But do you see how wonderful your life is? Where is your life wonderful? Because I can tell you that may be really terrible. Maybe there's sickness, there's death, there's grief, there's all these things. Yes. And there is so much, so much to be thankful for. So where are you lying to yourself and feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you don't matter, feeling like, oh, I could never have what they have because look, God, they're rich. Not about the money. Rich is in the heart. Rich is a soul thing. Abundance is everywhere. It's always available to us. And it is a frame of mind. Abundance is a frame of mind, not an amount of money in your pocket. So if you are feeling outside, if you are, this is another quote that we heard when we were in Crete, this beautiful guy, this sweetheart that we met at this store because we have to pick out all the cups and the glasses and the coffee pots and teapots and da-da-da-da-da for this house because it's going to be up for rental, which I will say in the future, one day we're going to be doing, um, (laughs) this is like a little bit of a fast forward, but we want to be doing retreats in this house, uh, offering retreats for maximum of like probably six to eight people. It is going to be absolutely pristine. Anyway, um, so we go into this shop and this gentleman named Theodore, <laughs> he was so cute. He We asked him for a recommendation for a restaurant. And he says, don't judge a book by its cover. Just don't judge a book by its cover. If you're open to having local food and, you know, maybe it's not that nice looking, but go try the food. And we're like, oh, my God, we don't care what it looks like. We want to have good food because we're foodies. We love to eat good food. And so I thought about that over and over again. Don't judge a book by its cover. Where else am I judging a book by its cover? Where else am I not allowing for relationships, opportunities to unveil themselves for me because I'm putting up my wall of no, I don't I don't I don't go swimming in cold water. No, I don't I don't eat that kind of fish. I don't eat that. Now, where else am I doing that? And that is my challenge, and I am looking at it. I am, and I am. And this trip changed me. This trip to Kanya, Greece, changed me because it opened up my heart even more to see more beautiful people all over the world, this nice builder, this kind father, and his sons who adored him and idolized him. And he is so good at his craft and his skill And now I feel like I know these people in Kanya, and now I can go to them and have a dinner with them one night or go for a walk with them. I just grew. I just grew by not saying no to the trip because, oh, God, that's going to cost money. How much is that going to cost? I'll figure it out. Then I have. I'll figure it out. And I have. Now come to June, Thomas is going to be leaving his work. And you know what? We're figuring it out. Oh, we're figuring it out because we are real clear. My man is not going to be working with something and somewhere that he is not fulfilled and that he does not have his heart in anymore. No, life punishes the vague wish and rewards the specific ask. So how can you be so clear, so clear and so focused 
on your North Star of what it is that is important in your life so that you can create the life that you want the most today, not one day, today, my love, today is the day. It's going too fast. It's going so fast. You want to slow it down. And how do you slow it down? By getting clear, you get focused, you zoom in on what it is that you want, and you reverse engineer. I'm going to make this happen. Oh, it's happening. It has happened. It's already here. And now I'm going, okay, one thing, one thing, one thing, see it, feel it. Thomas is working with me with Swedish Death Cleaning. We are traveling the world. We're experiencing different cultures and different people and different ways of living and helping them, helping them through the toughest part of their life by moving stuff out of their life today so they can have peace today, not one day. How do we model that? By doing it. If we do not do it, how can I tell other people or show other people that they can do it? I have to be the leader. We have to be the leaders. Are you the leader or are you the follower? Are you the wishy, 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 washy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My life sucks. Or are you? Now, I want this. I'm creating this. I am this. And I'm making it happen. It has happened. How do we do this? We start. We just start. And it has begun. Our process has begun. And man, I feel good. (laughs) Yes, I do. I sure do. I feel so alive to you. And if you don't, whose responsibility is that? Hmm. We're doing it together. With you on the path, my love. With you on the path. I'll see you next week. Take good care of yourself. Be gentle. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well and then pass it on. Peace, and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.